0: the teaching ministry of Judah
1: Olorimai,
0: a man called of God to compel consecration, provoke repentance, and inspire worship by the preaching and teaching of God's word, and the miraculous demonstration of God's power. God's word is about to hit you as life and strength. Get ready for an encounter with grace. verse 16-18 to Matthew 6 and verse 16 to 18 is the text we are reading.
1: Moreover,
0: when ye fast, this is Jesus Himself speaking here. Okay, this is New King James, so let's just read it the way it is written. Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance. Tell your neighbor a sad countenance a sign of hypocrisy. So, lighten up. If you, you know, because many times people think that when the more sad you appear, the more the more godly you may you may seem. It's not what the Bible teaches. Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance for they disfigure. Then they never stop disfiguring. Say it again. Stop disfiguring your face. You don't have to disfigure your face. You know because you are born again. But so necessary. For they disfigure their face that they may appear to men to be faster. Surely I say to you, they have their reward. Their reward is that they appear to men to be faster. That's the reason you get out of it. People will say, Ah! I'm not faster. When you fast, that's you your reward. That's the end. All the things you are done. Whether it's 17 days, 155 days, all your reward will be, they will call you Adba Faster. doesn't anything like that. <laughs> but you, when you fast, but you anoint your head and wash your face. So that you do not appear to men to be fasting. But to your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees in secrets will reward you openly. Hallelujah. Yes. I said hallelujah. Yes. So I'm speaking this morning on the abstinence advantage. The abstinence advantage. Let us quickly pray. Holy Spirit, let your word communicate life and vitality. Let it be strong on our hearts. Let it make a difference. We rebuke deafening spirits and whatever this comprehension they have no place in our midst. In Jesus' name we pray. The abstinence advantage. I want to gladly announce to you by way of introduction that God is not a sadist. Just in case you have Learned about God in a way that suggests he's a sadist. He's always angry, never happy, never smiling. I want to try and brainwash you a little bit here. And from scripture, that is confirmed again and again and again. God has never been a sadist. will never be a sadist. And is certainly, currently, not a sadist. What do I mean when I say God is not a sadist? God does not delight in our sorrow, in our pain, in our affliction, in our countenance that is sad and miserable. No, if God does not delight in a sad countenance, in a countenance of misery, he himself is not carrying a countenance of sorrow and misery. We are not saying that it is impossible for God to be grieved. Somebody can stretch this truth and begin to say some funny things. Like God can never get angry. God can never be grieved. Well, if you read the Bible, you know that that's not that's not true. God can be grieved. However, general default countenance posture. God is not never has been, never will be. First Timothy six seventeen. The Bible says it is God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. God is not against enjoyment, it's not against pleasure. First Timothy six seventeen. He gives us richly all things to enjoy. God delights to see you enjoy. I'm a father, I know the joy I get seeing my son enjoy. He adds to my confidence, he adds to my rest, it adds to my peace, and I know how you know how I lose my balance when I see my boy in pain. If I seem uncomfortable, I lose my composure. I'm not comfortable any longer. God has never been a this. We will never be a sadist. Psalm 104 from verse 14. Look at what he says here. Many of the things that God provides is for you and me and for us to enjoy. There's not delight on the part of God seeing us suffer, seeing us in sorrow, seeing us miserable. Look at what it says in verse 14. He caused the grass to grow for the cattle and herb for the service of man that he may bring forth food out of the earth. Look at verse 15. And wine that maketh glad the heart of man. It is God that produces all these things so that our hearts can be glad and all to make his face, that is the face of man, to shine. Drop your volume. Drop And bread will strengthen a man's heart. See, the pomade that you are rubbing, the cream that you are using, God wants to see your face shine. Amen. Amen. Okay, the makeup you are using, God wants to see your face shine. This is not sadist. Some people will get to heaven, and when they get there, they will say, "Are you sure this is heaven? Street of gold, kiloche heaven." And when I was on the earth, they told me that if I wear good, I'm going to hell. <laughs> 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 that's wicked laughing for your foolishness. They say a place you are going, has street of good. We don't say if you wear good on earth, you are going to hell. You know the reason? It? It's not a As that will never be. Let me be clear, please. The, the God you serve wants to see you rejoice. And he rejoices over you. He wants to see you happy. He wants to see you satisfied. But having said that, let me progress here. If you read the scriptures, you will agree there are portions of the scripture that makes it appear eh? like God instructs us towards sobriety. God instructs us towards self-denial. God instructs us towards carrying a cross. In Luke chapter 9 and verse 23, Jesus says, if anyone will come after me, that is, if anyone will follow me, well, he will have to carry his cross and deny himself. Luke chapter 9 and verse 23, please, not 23, 23 says, if any man will come after me, he would have to carry his cross and deny himself. Well, we have established that God does not delight in our sorrow in our sadness. Why would Jesus now instruct us to carry cross just because we want to follow Him? Of what use is the cross? Of what advantage is the cross? Of what benefit is the cross of self-denial? That's what we want to learn this morning on the abstinence advantage. Second Timothy chapter 2 from verse 3 to 4 Paul writing to Timothy says Endure hardness as a good soldier what is the advantage of hardness that it should be endured? Why would Paul write to a believer, a child of God, whom God wants to see happy, blessed, you know, delighted? And then is instructing him to endure hardness as a good soldier. He says, because it was for he that worse does not entangle himself in the affairs of this life, so that they will please him who has chosen him to be his commanding or a commanding officer. You will please the person who is his commanding officer, that is the person who is his leader. There is a way you can relate with God and because God is your boss, God is your leader, you will have to abstain from certain pleasures as as an expression of pleasing God. It is not because God delights in your starvation, in your suffering, in your sorrow, It is because there are certain advantages that only happens in self-denial or by self-denial. Some months ago we taught you about Christian suffering. How many of you were in church when we were teaching that subject, Christian suffering? Nobody wants to suffer and even God does not want to suffer. He doesn't want you to suffer. But in the present earth, there are certain things you cannot experience positively. If you totally remove the subject of suffering. I'm not talking about the suffering of sickness. I'm not talking about the suffering of satanic affliction. No. I'm talking about the suffering of self-denial. Abstaining from certain pleasures. Legitimate pleasures. So you see again and again the scripture emphasizes this subject of Carrying your cross, abstinence, denying yourself. And fasting is a major expression of self denial. Fasting is a major, don't mind if I say, basic way to deny yourself. If any man will come after me, many people claim to be Christians, but they are not coming after Jesus. That's all. That's just the truth. They are not coming after Jesus, they are not disciples of Jesus. You know, the disciples of Jesus were like that. They were around Jesus, and they did some things with Jesus, but they were not following thoroughly, and they got to a brick wall. They noticed there were certain things they could not do. They began to ask Jesus, why couldn't we do some things? Because you two are not doing some things. Some advantages are only reserved for those who abstain, who deny themselves. I'm not saying you cannot be a Christian without self-denial. Well, to an extent, you cannot. But maybe it will be extreme to say, if you don't abstain and if you don't fast, you're not a Christian at all. However, there are some things you will pray for, you will want, you would wish for, that will never happen to you until you learn the principle of self-denial. Enduring hardness as a good soldier. You may love war movies, Jackie Chan and Jet Do you know the kind of self-denial it takes to produce a body that can fight? You think it's by Amalana and Abula. You may love action movies. Your favorite action stars produce another movie. You want to watch all the action and say, Wow! Hey! Action! Boss. But do you know? Just to even produce the movie, do you know the kind of abstinence that those people go through? Sometimes they are not even in the proper physical shape. They will have to lose weight. Just to act the movie. That's movie. That's a movie. How much more do you life? Uh, <laughs> there are some advantages that only comes to those who abstain. When you hear somebody do a movie and they pay him three million dollars. Go and try and do what he did. Say me do me. Have you watched Nigerian actual movies and you are saying? See, actually, i be Have you seen the Nigerian Spider Man? Oh. <laughs> it's, it's a catastrophe. That can because depression. <laughs> You've got to be fit. The advantage that comes with being fit is greatly underrated. You will never know until you are fit. There are some things you will never be able to attempt to at your feet, and fitness comes by abstinence. I will still <laughs> emphasize fitness, so let me not jump my points here. Let's look at a few scriptures just to buttress fasting and self denial. First Corinthians chapter seven and verse five. Paul, yeah, writing concerning marital sex, or writing to couples, he uses a strong language. <laughs> Paul says, defraud ye not one the other. And he said defraud is kind of like a business term. You see fraud there, defraud. What are you talking about, Paul? He says, accept it be with consent for a time. That you may give yourself to fasting and prayer. And come together again. That Satan tempt you not for your incontinence. Now put this in another version. Let's see a better context from another version. First Corinthians seven five. Speaking about marital sex and abstinence. Any other version, please. Do not deprive each other of sexual relations. Married people, please. Amen. 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 Context. Somebody cannot just quote the scripture out of context. We always say context. Context. So and even the Bible says that as a as a girlfriend, you should not, you should not defraud me. It's not talking to boyfriends and girlfriends. Do not deprive each other of sexual relations unless you both agree to refrain from sexual intimacy for a limited time. So you can give yourself more completely to prayer. So the King James says fasting and prayer and the two says completely to prayer. Afterwards you should come together again so that Satan will not be able to tempt you because of your lack of self-control. So we already see that the subject of self-denial and fasting is not just a food subject. Hallelujah. And for many of you, even though we often emphasize food fasting, what you need to fast from and abstain from is actually not majorly food. Some of you are not foodies. You don't really like food yet. But for you, food is stress. So when we begin to talk about abstinence fasting, for you, you should be thinking, what do I need to abstain from? What do I need to fast from? Since I don't like food. Since food is not pleasure. You know, there are children that growing up, eating for this punishment. They have to beat them to eat. Oh, what a oh, oh. Hey! Maybe because the child is sick. Or the child is just next. Or something like that. So when it's fasting time, that why they're very happy. <laughs> if our fasting time, is pleasure time. There will be no beating and punishment for not eating. The point I'm making here is this. Everybody's got something that they take pleasure in. You've got to confirm what is yours. I don't mind. I know the things that I do. If I continue to do them, I can forget God. There are some things I'm currently doing on earth. I want to God. Why don't you allow this dimension in heaven? If I go to heaven? For instance, no PS4 in heaven. <laughs> okay. No PS4. How we go, God, relax? How we go, unwind? Mm. When we get there, we shall know. But maybe if God changes his mind and say, oh yeah, oh yeah. We invented the infinity. Because heaven is for infinity. Hallelujah. Yeah. Numbers don't count in heaven. Four, five, six, what's that? Infinity. <laughs> but you know, I know just say God could change your mind. But it's a pleasure. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Abstinence. What does it mean when we say abstinence? It means to refrain from something that gives you pleasure. And we are saying there is something called the abstinence advantage. You think the only thing that has advantage is what you enjoy. I am saying even things that you seemingly suffer for, things that you endure, can give you an advantage. It is not only what you enjoy that gives an advantage. What you endure can also give you an advantage. Sound doctrine is not to be enjoyed, it is to be endured. Paul told Timothy there will come a time when men will no longer be able to endure sound doctrine. They will heap up teachers for themselves after their own lust because they have itchy ears. Sound doctrine is not to be enjoyed. Worship is not sometimes, it's not often enjoyed. It's supposed to be sacrificed. Sometimes you don't feel like lifting your hands but you are before your king. We, know we are trained ourselves to just enjoy, enjoy ourselves. Enjoy ourselves. I was in a meeting yesterday night and the singer was singing and she was, you know, what they call worship music, which is like slow that focuses on God. And the people were not participating. So she said, what do you people want? Should I start Alujo and end the worship? Everybody said, yes, I was ashamed. <laughs> yes, I'm the <a> <laughs> hey <yes. laughs> And truly, come and see people sweating. I was, I cannot stay. That's when I said I have to leave here now. Why do you say that worshiping God irritates you? Excuse me, how do you say that what belongs to God is not something you ever want to do? But what is something that you can vibe to? You, you, something you want to connect. How are you a believer? with are of the mentality. How are you? That to me, please is commanding officer. He doesn't entangle himself in affairs. I'm not against do music, but uh, you see the way the Church of God is being trained is <laughs> very, is very, it's very dangerous. Now, somebody, you know what, what shook me the most was the person singing actually said, "Should we stop worshiping God and begin do And this, the yes was resounding. <laughs> careful. Now at the point I had to tell the choir, no more do, no more do. Because I just, come People just want to come and flex. Church is not for flex. Just not for flex. Are you listening to me here? So, abstinence, fasting, we cannot be pleasure obsessed as believers. And I'm saying even some of you, maybe what you need to fast from is a Lujo music. I'm talking about audio gospel. The fast one, you two they dance, but you know if you stand in faith, if they you use your leg dance, you know if you stand in faith. Have you seen Paul dance? Hey, But have you also seen him pray? Have you seen him walk miracles? Eh? So if you say, eh, I and you dance, but anything they say they do miracles. Now we have seen your dance. Where are your miracles? Come on, okay. I go abstain. Now him, I go to hear from now. Oh Lord, my God. And I know someone. You need to repair your soul. You are, too, you, are you are becoming a slave to pleasure. Uh, abstain. For the advantage that is in abstinence is so powerful. Abstain. Are you listening to me this morning? Yeah. So we have seen that from marital sex in First Corinthians seven five. Let's see Daniel chapter ten from verse two to three. Look at the way Daniel describes his fast. He gives you some very important details. In those days, I Daniel was mourning. What does he mean he was mourning? Who said God is not a sadist, does not delight in his people's soul. Why would Daniel give himself to mourning? did full weeks that's twenty-one days? I ate no pleasant bread. You know, there's bread and there's pleasant bread. It's Something called bread of affliction. How many of you drink gari here? Now, the yes, so way you can drink your gari that it is a bread of affliction. Just is that up water? So, sweetener up your water and. Uh, Gary, that's all. You soak it so that it can rise. It's a bread of affliction. But the way you can take Gary, you can get, first of all, ice block. Amen. Yeah. You can get some pig milk. Amen. Yeah. You can get some, some gran nuts. You can even try you got inside. Oh dear. And you can get some fried fish by the side. You see, Gary? But what is a bread of affliction? The other one is a pleasant bread. (laughs) Hallelujah. And Daniel said, I had no pleasant bread. It means I probably was eating bread, but it was not pleasant bread. Not because I could not afford pleasant bread, but because I was mourning and fasting and abstaining because of the advantage that came with it. I had no pleasant bread for three weeks. Neither came flesh nor wine. So all of these are elements of pleasant bread. No flesh, that is, no meat. In Nigeria, if they serve you rice without meat, you can reject it. You go to a wedding; they serve you with you your ashabe. You the water shall be fifteen k. They gave you rice, no meat. The meat may just be a tenth of the plate, but you want it. There is a sign of honor. No. <laughs> the, 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 the meat may not be to satisfy you, but it is the sign of being pleased. You know, the meat is the climax. You leave the best for the last. Although, uh, I what the Americans eat I discovered poverty is not a good thing The Americans can eat chicken as meal It's chicken meal, just chicken Just chicken. Chicken. chicken chicken soaked in orange flavor
1: What is it?
0: Those guys, Sabijayi Chicken soaked in orange flavor Spiced with some Tomato sauce beside And some broccoli on the left Instagram food Pleasant bread. Some of you have never eaten pleasant bread this year. You cannot snap your food and post it. People will say, Is this.? <laughs> it's not pleasant. It's not. God will change your level, don't worry. On Father's Day, my wife made a pleasant bread for me. Oh! A bread that you have to pray for strength to eat. Because the, the, the mountains must be devoured systematically. You will be confused, where should I start from? If not, that Perez was, was threatening me that if he don't start, I will start. <laughs> I had to quickly, uh, because, let me start from here. Daniel said, no pleasant bread came or I did not eat flesh or wine in my mouth. Neither did I anoint myself at all. So the phrase anoint myself at all refers to when he's dressed cold. His abstinence was not just food. We read in Matthew 6 that you should anoint yourself when you are fasting. So it speaks about an appearance that does not allow the world to know you are fasting. But then there is also cheating here. that There are dimensions of fast that you get involved in. You, you, You refuse to put makeup not because makeup is sinful, but because you, you, you are fasting from some luxurious things. Like if it's not basic, it's not important. It's just basic bread, just for survival. I'm not trying to add anything extra to it. Are you listening to me here? There's something called a fasted life, and that's a more New Testament approach. Instead of just having fasting days or fasting sessions, it's a fasted life. That makes somebody to say, I can afford to buy diamond rings but I would rather wear just something simple and basic I'm fasting it's not like if I buy this
1: I'm
0: living a fasted life I abstain from pleasures hallelujah you can afford to use a Rolls Royce but I would rather just drive a simple car I'm fasting, I'm living a fasted life I'll, use the, I'll turn out the money somewhere else so you see here This dimension of fasting is not just the food dimension. Glory to Jesus. I said, glory to Jesus. So fasting is abstaining from pleasure for the purpose of spiritual development, spiritual fervency, and spiritual prioritization. Development, fervency, and prioritization. We fast abstain from pleasure for the purpose of Spiritual development, spiritual fervancy, and spiritual prioritization. Note that phrase very, very important for the purpose of because if you fast and it does not have a purpose, the fasting exercise is not potent. The advantage in abstinence does not really come. Have you had some people say things like if you fast and you don't pray? You have just been hunger strike. That is true in a sense, but I'll teach you the other dimension of it. I'll teach you the other dimension of it. But fasting certainly has an advantage, and I'd like you to see a couple of scriptures just to buttress what we are saying. Matthew chapter six and verse eighteen. We read that earlier. Jesus says, Your father who sees you in secret will reward you. You yeah, say fast does not move God. Fast does not move God. That's true. God cannot be moved. How can anything move God? Prayer does not move God. Fast does not move God. Nothing can move God. Faith does not move God. That's, that's God cannot be moved. We're talking about human position in here, not God's movement. Hallelujah. Yes. Your father who sees in secrets will reward you. So, to say there's no reward in fasting is not true. There's a reward, certainly, except Jesus was joking here. There's a reward in fasting. So, you've got to ask yourself, what is the advantage of my abstinence? You've got to discover it. Many people don't abstain because they have not been taught on the advantage of abstinence. The more you learn on the, ab- the advantage of abstinence, the more you see that you are motivated. Some of you need a motivation. You need a motivation. It's not because you cannot abstain. See, I mean, our family, would do use to fast, it's like that. If a war begins, you will fast. I'm telling you, there are difficult conditions that compel fasting. That one is now not fasting for the purpose of spiritual development. It's fasting because there's scarcity of resources. What do you think you cannot do? You will do it. You will break your own record. Guinness World Record will call you. So you can, but don't wait for the bad times to teach you this principle. Now that you are experiencing a good, comfortable time, as it were, start learning some of these practices and principles. Joel chapter 2 and verse 12. Therefore also now said the Lord, Turn ye even to me with all your heart and with fasting and with weeping and with mourning. We have established God is not the saddest, yet he commands you to fast and weep and mourn. Why? Because there's an advantage in this act. I'll also show you, you know, in a very practical way. There's an advantage. Fasting, weeping, and mourning. Daniel, in um, chapter 9, we read chapter 10. Let's see chapter 9. Start from verse 1. To so maybe verse 4. Please do Daniel 9 1, not Daniel 9 9. In the first year of Darius, the son of Hazarus, of the seed of the Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Talbans, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of the years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet, that he would accomplish 70 years in the dissolutions of Jerusalem. And I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplication with fasting and sackcloth and hashes. This phrase, sackcloth, was a very prominent attire for the Jewish people when they fasted. What is sackcloth? It's just basically clothes made of animal hair. Very light and very uncomfortable to wear. If you are wearing that kind of a cloth, you will hardly sleep off praying. Tingo, they shook you sackcloth and ashes. So he sort of makeup up ashes. It was symbolic of a posture of submission, repentance, fasting, abstinence. So the Jew could look good, but the day he fasted, he wore sackcloth and ashes to show that God I'm abstaining from all that pleasure of fashion because I want to seek your face. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 13, and verse 2, and 3. The Bible says, from verse 1, certain prophets and teachers gathered together, and then it says in verse 2, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted. The word fasted is abstained. They ministered to the Lord and abstained. Abstained from what? From their regular life, you know, business. They separated themselves. They ministered to the Lord and abstained. The Holy Ghost said, "That was the advantage they The Holy Ghost said, "The saying of the Spirit is an advantage that happens only to those who abstain." Oh yeah, oh yeah. That means I am trusting God to speak to me. Well, are you abstaining from other voices? Are you abstaining from the voice of pleasure? <laughs> God is always speaking, but I also teach you that one of the things that pleasure does is to block your hearing pleasure can block your hearing you need to abstain hallelujah and in Matthew 17 they brought a a little boy to the apostles they could not heal him the father ran to Jesus and said we brought this boy to your apostles but they could not help and then Jesus began to move he did some interview, dealt with the spirit, and casted out the devil. And then the disciples came to meet him and asked him, They said, Why couldn't we cast out the devil? Matthew 17, from verse 20 to 21, he told them, This happens because of your unbelief. And then in verse 21, he told, them, he told them, This thing cannot, this particular one, does not come out without fasting and prayer. Advantage. There's much advantage in abstinence. You may not know. (laughs) And if you don't know, you will think that, well, Jesus has given me everything. Alright? There's the finished works of Christ and all of that. However, there is an advantage in abstinence. There is a positioning that abstinence brings you into. Glory to Jesus. I said, glory to Jesus! So when you see Jesus fasting, it's not because he's not the Son of God. (laughs) 40 days, he was in the wilderness and as much before. Fasting. Fasting. Why? Why would the Son of God himself, why would the, the, the incarnate of God, God in flesh, choose to fast if there was no advantage in it? There's an advantage. Yeah? You need to explore the advantage in abstinence. You need to maximize the advantage in abstinence. If not, your Christian life will be a contradiction to scriptures. Imagine you read in the Bible that will sound like fables until you begin to Fast.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. We said it on Wednesday, Pastor, because said, our fathers inherited the practice and principles of fasting and prayer. Our fathers inherited the principles of fasting and prayer. We are about to pass on a principle of light and smoke. Hmm. The quality of the Christian that we are producing in the next generation Will be the product of the kind of principles we pass down. I began to fast from, my, from what my mother said, which I don't want to believe because when I heard that, I was. She said, I began to fast from age six. He said that there was no food. She said, No. The problem was that I saw her fast and I wanted to do what my mother was doing. Mommy says, Mom, where's the food? said, I'm not eating. Why? said, I'm fasting. What is fasting? said, I'm, I'm, it means I'm not eating. Okay? Can I join you? Ah. Hey, child, should I fast. No, I can try. That was happening. That's what she said. But I remember that, I, I can't remember when I was six. I can't remember what it was. I remember that as, as soon as I knew I was a Christian, and the witness of eternal life was in my soul, I set up a day to fast. Once a week. When I discovered that the bodies of God were multiplying in my soul, I set up two days to fast. Twice a week. When I discovered the bodies of ministry were still increasing, I set up three days to so fast. Twice a week. That's why I'm like this. Some of us, the catalogs of fasting can last us next ten years. I'm telling the you. The, the reservoir of fasting energy. Twice a week. Now I've seen the Lord's face. For the purpose of development development. When I was a teenager, 19, <laughs> the, the, kind of, the kind of spiritual maturity that we expressed were only for senior adults. But we, we, we didn't wait to become gray-headed men before we got to practice principles of abstinence. Uh-uh, well, we're not going to wait. You're not too young. Don't let's allow tech deceive you that you're 24. You say you're young 24. 24. Are you listening to me here? At twenty-one, say I, young. At that age, I was already in full-time ministry, full-time, like full-time. I was not, I was no mommy's boy. I let the generous condition and the just situation now make you think you cannot do these things. The abstinence advantage. What exactly does fastness and abstinence? Achieve that's what I want to answer very quickly in about six or seven points. What advantage does it give? Jesus said this kind does not come out except by fasting and prayer. Why? What exactly does fasting do that makes it an advantage when you are confronting devils? We cast out devils by the authority of Jesus, let it be clear. However, there are some realms <laughs> of power in terms of exercising power. Not possessing power. In Christ, all power is possessed. By prayer, fervency, and fasting, all power is expressed. It's not the possession that is the believer's problem. But how are you expressing power? Even if this is a spiritual law. Even amongst occultic people, witches and wizards, they know the power of abstinence. So, you want to go out and do an operation? Ah! It's a blood operation. The, well, Don't touch your wife for two weeks. It, it's, a, it's a spiritual principle. Spiritual principle. Oh, God, practice it. <laughs> the Jews, particularly the Pharisees, fasted twice a week. In their days, twice a week. The believer should be more self controlled. Listen to me, there are many instances where you see Jesus eating. And in fact, it was like he was eating too much. He's always breaking bread, eating. They called him a glutton and a wine babbler. He said, John the Baptist came fasting. This one, is always eating. That's because when he fasted, he did not fast in public. Nobody knew he was fasting. But he was fasting. So when they asked him, and he said, This one does not come out by, except by fasting and prayer. Jesus said, Ah, but John. Right. Nobody in public. Nobody knew Jesus used to fast. According to me, glutton, a, a foodie. He was always eating, so they thought. But there was a secret of his life: abstinence. The first advantage of fasting of abstinence is that it helps you to experience. The corporate blessing of the group that you may belong to, this is with respect to corporate fasting. There are individual blessings, there are corporate blessings. There are private personal fastings, there are corporate fastings. The one our church began today is a corporate fast. I fast as an individual, but there is a corporate fast that the church declares. It is very good to want to participate in the blessing of a corporate house. You want to tap into the anointing of a corporate house. And let me tell you this is a spiritual principle. Anyone you cannot suffer with, you are not supposed to enjoy with. That's the principle with marriage. As why marriage folks take a vow. They say, well, that phrase can be rephrased. <laughs> but ultimately they say things like in sickness and in health, you know, in good times and bad times, the worst part. They are simply saying, My commitment to you is not a question of in pleasure or we'll believing each other. Then when things are tough, I'll run away. I can't work like that. People can join communities of believers, networks and churches. Many times they don't understand. It's not just for the so-called pleasure times. You can say you want to tap into the blessing of the house. The covenant of the house is working for you. People can buy stickers. Buy wristbands. Of the house and the denomination. However, that is a cheap thing to do. We will see your commitment when there is a corporate fast. We will (laughs) see. And even if we don't see, the Lord sees. The Lord of the house sees. Christians say, I don't know why I'm a ramite, but some things are not happening to me. Maybe your positioning is not accurate. Remember, we have said this again and again fasting does not move God, but fasting positions you. The sinner pastor is praying over me, he's declaring and declaring. It seems not to be working. Maybe your positioning is not accurate. Maybe your alignment is not straight. There's a corporate fast and you disregard it. It's not a sin. The concept of abstinence is not a sin and righteousness issue. It is an advantage and disadvantage issue. (laughs) The apostles if they don't fast, you see a sin, Ah, can it be a sin? But there are some demons you won't cast out. Count your cost and decide what you want. Count your cost. Hallelujah. So when there's a corporate fast, one of the ways to experience the corporate blessing is to participate. Look at it in Jonah. This story is very remarkable and very instructive. Jonah chapter 3 from verse 4 to 10. I'd like you to pay attention to the details of this conversation. And Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey and he cried and said, Yet forty days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. So the people of Nineveh believed God. And proclaimed a fast, and put on sackcloth. From the greatest of them even to the least, the greatest of them meant even rich people participated. It was a corporate fast. It was not a personal, private fast. It was a national fast. Are you still following here? Are you still following here? Raise your hand and say, "I have understanding. I'm not dull of hearing. I have comprehension. Light is in my soul." Verse six: For the word came unto the king, or whatever, for word came unto the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, and he laid his robe from him, that is his royal garment, he come down, because he was fasting, and covered him with sackcloth, and set in ashes. And he caused it to be proclaimed and published through Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man, look at the next statement, nor beast. Even the animals participated in the corporate fast. That's a powerful statement there. Animals. <laughs> Why? Because if Neneve is destroyed, the animals too will be destroyed. But if Nineveh is preserved, the animals too will be preserved. Are you following me here? Neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything, let them not feed nor drink water. But let a man and beast be covered with sacraments and cry mightily unto God. How does an animal cry unto God? By fasting. Their fasting was a statement. (laughs) And cry mightily unto God. Yea, let them turn everyone from his evil way. So they fasted and repented from evil and from the violence that is in their hands. Who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger that we perish not so for them they thought their fasting was going to turn God meanwhile they were turned in evil it was their fasting that turned them to God are you following here they thought God would turn no it was actually that they were turned in the other direction they were turned towards evil turned towards destruction fasting now turned them back to God verse 10 and God saw their works that they turned from their evil way and God repented of the evil that they had said that He would do unto them and they did it not this evil was because of their own wickedness it was a harvest of their wickedness once they repented by fasting then wickedness no longer befell them so it was not really God who turned it was they who turned are you following here now? but look at it in the last verse of chapter 4 that is verse 11. Remember that the animals fasted. Is that not so? Look at Jonah 4.11. Look at what God said. When God repented, the prophet was angry. Say, said, ah! Wickedness will not come upon them again. They will say, I'm a false prophet. Ha! He was getting depressed. God said, ah! Should not I spare Nineveh, that great city, where we are more than six core persons, flip this in another version, let me know what 6,000 means, put this in the NLTO 420 120,000 persons, human beings that cannot discern between their right hand and their left thank you go back to us, go back to the king in James please go back to the king in James please and also much cattle. The NLT says many animals. So God saw the fasting of the animal. <laughs> That's remarkable. Now, when you see the king, say, the animal should know it. Like, ah, huh? You look, animal, what is fasting. But God said, "I saw, I saw." See, there are man beasts there, and there are cl- plenty cattle there. So. <laughs> God sees your fasting; He does, and it's an advantage. So when there's a corporate instruction, don't disqualify yourself. You cannot attempt to be getting corporate blessings when you disqualify yourself or you remove yourself from corporate instructions. It's not how it works, my brother. Don't be so. Fasting helps you to connect. Abstinence helps you to connect to the blessing of the house. Of course, for some of you, it's kind of very difficult. Once again, I'm not saying this to guilt trip you. But it is what it is. Some people don't fast because after this one now that a grandma will do, your mother's church will still do another one next month. And after that one, your father's church will do another one next two months. After that one, your auntie's church. So you just say, I'm not doing it. No, you However, if you are in a stable place, And you know that you belong to that house. Participate. That's the way to go. Glory to Jesus. I said, glory to Jesus. Esther chapter 4. And verse 16. Esther gave these instructions. Go gather together all the Jews that are present in the Shushan. And fast ye for me. And neither eat nor drink three days, night or day. I also and my maidens will fast likewise, and so will I go in unto the king, which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. Corporate fast. Instructions from the queen. Everybody participated because if the Jews were destroyed, everybody would be destroyed. Mordecai told Esther, "If you think you escape because you're on the throne, you are joking. This thing they will still come and get you. So let's just be together oh, and do what we need to do together." Corporate. 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 The maidens fasted. Three days and three nights. And eventually, God was able to overturn the condition. Second abstinence advantage here. It is a way of keeping fit and enforcing self-control. Fasting abstinence is a way of keeping fit and enforcing self-control. Self-control is the fruit of the Spirit. One of the ways you know a spiritual person is that he can control himself. One of the basic ways you exercise yourself in self-control is by abstinence. Abstaining from food, abstaining from pleasure. Many of you are becoming addicted to your mobile phones. You need to practice abstinence from mobile phones. You can't pray without touching your phone. You touch phone more than you touch God. That's the truth. For you, food fast may not do it. You need a phone fast. You wake up with demonic bag Even your finger knows. Your, by virtue of consistent practice, your finger knows the app to go to. It's Instagram first in the morning. After we go around for 45 minutes, then we say, Oh Lord God, I seek thy face today. You seek his face. As the second option, second priority, you seek his face. When you notice that's happened to you, I need to day, you see, some, some of you, you see this, this fear that came upon you, it came from seeing too many people's status on WhatsApp. Now every status is a view, including rumors. There's a particular contact on your list that only shares bad news and you're always going there to check the status. They are looking for trouble. You need to fast. Your soul is clogged with evil news. You need to abstain from certain information. There used to be a newspaper in those days. Sun newspaper. They don't share anything good. If the country is going well, they will look for something bad. 48 people died yesterday in a motocross accident. That will be the headline. And many who go there to read it. Then they say, I don't know why in my dream I'm seeing cops. Ah. It's cabbage in, cabbage out. Huh? What do you want to see? Angels? Are you listening to me? Yeah. For some of you, what you are only hearing is even absolutely toxic. Even if you're not fasting, I'm not supposed to eat. it.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, listen to Folake for the night to... You now say you're having sexual dreams. Oh, oh. You also have angelic dreams. Falaka is an angel? Oh, Falaka is an angel? Now listen to that. And you want to sleep. <laughs> you need to abstain from certain things. You need to fast away from certain things. You say it's not showing. It does not affect me. Unload oh me. Want you to, you don't want you it is whatever you sow, you shall reap. It's a, it's a law of the earth. Are you listening to me here? You want you to abstain from silent movies? Because your, 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 the energy of your holiness is becoming extreme. Even when it its period. Yeah, you suppose, your body is supposed to so Also, honey like, What music? You're listening to Westlife and the Backstreet Boys. When I get that feeling, I need sexual healing. It's to that kind of music. I don't know why I'm just honey. Anybody touch me like this, ah. you need to fast. There's no self-control again. Say, I cannot control myself. Of course, how can you control yourself? How can you control, With what you are putting through your soul. You can't control yourself. Say, I'm coming back. I'm not guilty. You no verse if you don't vex. vex. You should go on a Bible the There is an advantage in abstaining. Psalm so i first 1 Corinthians 9 and verse 26. Paul speaks of himself as an athlete. And he talks about being temperate in all things. What temperate in all things? Refers to being self-controlled. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air. Look at verse 27. But I keep my body under and bring it unto subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Go to Verse 24. Knowing not that they which run in a race of athletic conversation. But one received the prize, so run that you may obtain. Verse 25, please. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate. The word temperate is self-controlled in all things. Self-controlled in all things. Eating too much will wreck your life. Sleeping too much will wreck your life. Too much pleasure will wreck your life. If you are going to be A master, master, (laughs) masters have to be temperate, self-controlled, self-controlled. Paul says, "I know that sex is legal in marriage, but hey, you guys must still learn how to practice abstaining from what is legal. Otherwise, you won't be able to give yourself to fasting and prayer, and Satan will tempt you for your lack of self-control." There are husbands, when they travel like this, the wife cannot have rest. Because the wife knows the man. But this one. Since the day we said, I do, they must do. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. No self-control. Someone like a goat. So, where are you? I, I, I just left the hotel room. Put it on put I to see where you are. We know you. We know you. Nobody knows the rest. That's not a lie. That's not money. There's no, there's no advantage there is going to be heart attack life. <laughs> because somebody's is not self-controlled. So it's not about the legality of business. It's not a business. Leave that one. But I'm talking about for spiritual progress, spiritual fervency, spiritual development, we fast. We abstain. And it's a very good expression of self-control. How can you control the world when you have not controlled yourself? How can you control demons when you have not controlled yourself? <laughs> How can you control principalities, interpretities when you have not controlled yourself? That's why this kind does not come out except by fasting and prayer. The abstinence advantage to keep you fit. Many of you are, not fit. you are not fit. You cannot endure. You cannot stand. The truth is that the reason why some of you cannot go through one hour prayer is because you are not fit in your spirit. You are not fit. There's fitness in sports. The football season is on a break, for instance, right now. I don't, maybe they have resumed, I'm not sure. They're on a break. Usually after the season is over, they're on a break. And during breaks, people go on holidays. Sportsmen go on holidays. Many of them begin to eat what they should not eat normally if there was a football match. Some of them become very fat. When they come back to the season's training, the coach cannot walk with them again. You see somebody had a good season before. There is a footballer currently still playing. His name is Eden Hazard. In his days, he was one of the best. Maybe second to or third to the Ronaldo and Messi rivalry. One of the best. He had a dream move to a club, Real Madrid FC. And then during holidays, he lost fitness. So happy, he partied all nights and drank all nights and ate all nights and, night and ate all day. He got that extra weight. And he could "Sorry, are you easy? Are you eating are, are you the same eating as that? The one we bought for hundred million dollars? Why are you like this? Holiday me, holiday over." Stay on the bench. The man never recovered. Till today. Three years since that incident, never recovered. Not fit anymore. Talent is overrated if you are not fit. You see the Ronaldo and the mercy of this world. You see them play fifty games and see no injury. Fitness. It's not about talent. Fit, fit, fit. But if you're gonna be fit, you can't be eating everything, you can't be giving yourself every kind of pleasure. It's a discipline. The temperance that comes with sustaining relevance at the highest level for a long time. I've seen several, several talented sportsmen that did not stay fit. Did not stay fit. There used to be a Ronan Dio. He, he made many people fall in love with football because he played football with a smile on his face. For him, football was just fun. Work was play for him. <laughs> always smiling, always dancing. But they suddenly became fat. They sold him off. Marlo. That man should have at least been a superstar for at least 10 years. His, his talent was outrageous. But he would not keep himself with going? Some of them ended up committing crimes because they got drunk. They, they were locked up in police cells. Because they could not control themselves. you, see, you need self-control your entire life can wreck in one minute of madness. Somebody's driving, he takes a call, he's carrying his family in the car. One minute, it doesn't take much. One minute of madness can wreck your life and your family. Because you will just not drop that bottle down. You not drop it. I must it, I must it. When we tell people there's an advantage in abstinence, it's not because we are sadists, it's not because we, want, we don't want you to die <laughs> but as things you have to. If you are going to be a master, a master of this life, you have to have from. Are you listening to me here? So that's the advantage there. When you fast and you perform your duties, you are training yourself to give your best despite limited resources. Many of you don't become your best when the resources are not enough. Some of you, this is not your best version, and you have blamed the lack of resources for it. You say things like when I become, you know, independent financially, I'll be more cheerful, I'll be more courteous. Right now I just vex, I just vex, I just vex. And Jira is hard. That's good people. Well you can fast. And by fasting, you demand that you, you are the best version of yourself, despite limited resources. If you fast, you know that fasting can affect your brain. You might be dizzy. If you tra- listen to me, if you train yourself to still be productive when there's limited resources, you are setting yourself up for consistency in productivity. So whether in highs or lows, you still deliver. Is a training. If you learn to read the Bible when you're hungry, eh? you are training yourself to be dependent on Scripture, even if your body is distracting you with hunger pangs. So even though you are not comfortable, you still do what you have to do, so that in a day of comfort, you are also trained to be productive. Are you following me this morning? That's the advantage. Number three here. Fasting is a way of channeling your soul to spiritual offense and not carnal offense. You channel your soul, you direct your soul, you direct your heart to spiritual offense and not carnal offense. There's nothing wrong with carnal things as I use in this context. The phrase carnal refers to things of the flesh. You have a flesh, one part of your body is flesh, and by flesh, I mean your physical body, one part of yourself rather is flesh, you have spirit, you have soul you have body so your physical makeup makes up one third of your being so canal refers to flesh however, you are supposed to be a spiritual man and it means that your priority in life should be more on spiritual things than canal things or physical things How are you going to achieve that? By abstinence. Abstinence. If you notice, you are always excited about canal things and very uninterested in spiritual things. You need to fast. When you are watching football, you shout. When you are praying, you whisper. You need to fast. You need to fast. It means that your soul is being trained to desire canal things more than Are we still together here? Shake it up, 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 up. come alive. Attempt to listen. This advantage is massive. If you learn it well, it stays in your soul. It will do you good. It will do you good. Some of you are beginning to notice church music does not appeal to you. And when I say appeal to you, not even in the sense I spoke of that day. You cannot relate with it. You cannot feel the church music. But once they play that other guy, we lose to say, you're ah, the bounce. <laughs> then they catch you. Then they catch you. Then they do you. You're supposed to be a spiritual man. Spiritual things should be your world. Like it should be your natural environment. Primitive everywhere is dry. Once the conversation is politics like this, the all trans will be flowing. You need to fast. So, fasting channels your soul in the direction of spirituality. Why do people fast and then wear sackcloth and ashes? Because jewelries, other things are canal things. Not because they are sinful, but they are things that beautify the flesh. Why do people fast and abstain from makeup? They beautify the flesh. I'm fasting. That's talking about Jewish context now. Why do they wear sackcloth and wear ashes? Like, I'm not focusing on decorating the flesh. I want to decorate my spirit. I said, wow. So, the focus is not flesh, flesh, flesh. Glory to Jesus. And this is a very important faith principle because Jesus taught it in Matthew 17 and verse 19 to 21. So, they asked him, why couldn't we cast out the devil? He said, because of your unbelief. First, because of your unbelief. And then in verse 20 and 21, he now explains the unbelief issue. Okay? He talks about in verse 20, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, remove ends to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. They did not have a faith issue. They had faith. The problem was that they had faith and unbelief. Are you listening to me here? So fasting removes unbelief. How? When you abstain from natural things, which is not just food. For instance, abstain from natural information. Some of you are afraid of sickness because of the information that you have exposed your mind to. You are always feeding on natural information. You don't feed on supernatural information. So although you have faith as a Christian, on Sunday you get faith, on Monday you hear natural information, you get unbelief. So your unbelief is countering your faith you understand me here now? Yeah. Let us skip through some headlines. I don't read stuff like this. I don't watch stuff like this. I don't hear stuff like this. I just skip through. Why? Because that will add unbelief to my faith. And that will now choke my faith and make it unproductive. When I hear something like, something is incurable, I skip. No matter what it is, not, not with God, nothing is impossible. What do you mean by it? It's not curable. So, if you hear, with God, it's possible you have faith. When you hear, no matter what happens, the person will see that. It's incredible. You have unbelief. And they are not doing. So it neutralizes one another. Abstain. You may need to abstain from your favorite media app. It may be just for one month or one week, but you see, you feel better. You see, that you are lighter in the realm of the spirit. Nothing is choking your faith anymore. I've told you some of you are afraid because of all of the things you watch on people's WhatsApp status. Who never share good news. Crying emoji from morning to night. Why? And you do you notice the spirit of sorrow is upon you. Of course, we know where you got it from. We know where you got it from. Abstain. You can control what you see, control what you hear. Not just skip. Next, skip. Next, I'm looking for good news. I bring the gospel. I hear the gospel. Hallelujah. That's how it works. So, if you don't understand this principle, your faith will be choked by unbelief. Unbelief. So, you abstain. You see, the principle of pleasure, whether food pleasure, marital sex pleasure, entertainment pleasure, all of those things, what they do is that they energize your focus on. The natural senses, the sense of sight, smell, taste, touch, and what now? Hearing. They activate your soul in that direction. So somebody says, until I see, I will not believe. That's because he he does not fast. What I mean, he does not fast. He does not give himself to supernatural supplies. He only does natural things. When we pray, what we are doing is that we are talking to a God we cannot see. That's a spiritual act. We are talking to a God. You can't see the God. Though. We are talking to a God. That's a training in the spirit. So your soul now knows that there are personalities that exist that are not visible to the natural sight. Your soul knows that. Your soul knows that. And the more you do that kind of thing, your soul is trained to believe in the invisible. And there comes a point where your soul now catches up with the senses of the spirit, so you begin to see in the spirit, you begin to taste in the spirit, you begin to smell in the spirit. My father used to smell demons. His natural smelling was very bad, but when he's around demons, there's a smell it just come. There. There's a demon here. This person has to be prayed for. And sometimes he's cast out. He begins to smell it because he has exercised himself so much that his soul now catches up on the senses of the spirit. Fasting and prayer. Uh-huh. That's how it does. But when you know you can train yourself to master the smell of your mother's rice, uh, you listen to me. Yes, sir. So when your wife begins to cook, you just know this one is different. All my life as a single man, I ate from my mother's pot. I know the smell, I know the taste. But it's a signature smell and taste. Then you begin to change it because you now have a wife. Who cooks better than your mother? Amen. It's all by exposure. By exposure your senses are trained to recognize. So you may say, I cannot see God. I don't hear from God. If you stay praying and fasting, your soul will now begin to cut up with the energies of the Spirit. And the sense of the Spirit will now begin to make sense to you. That's the advantage of fasting and prayers. That's why we fast. We wait on God. We abstain. If you don't, you cannot be a faith man without abstinence. All the great men of faith that I have read of, that I know, even in contemporary times. Bishop Oyedeko reads more spiritual literature than natural literature. Bishop reads generally, of course, he owns about three universities, he's a reader. But the man reads more spiritual things than natural things. That's why he cannot put in faith. Smith Rugo's who is described as the apostle of faith, it was a taboo to bring a newspaper to his house. If you want to bring it, you drop it at the door, you enter. You can't bring Nusobar into my house. It tells you, I only feed on supernatural information. It says, because all is in Nusobar is bad news. They don't say anything good there. If those people existed in our time, I don't know if they will have a media platform, a media page. They may not. If they have, they may not use it. Or they may just use it to post. But they won't be on Twitter. They did not know what every, every dick and honey is saying. They won't believe that. Feeding on the word of God. You can't build faith just by feeding on what is true. If you feed on what is true and also feed on what is false, you can't build faith. You add unbelief to your faith. That's what happens. Glory to Jesus. I said, Glory to Jesus. So, as I'm talking to you, I want you to begin to I examine what, what do I need to fast from? What do I need to abstain from? What pleasure do I need to remove my soul from so that I can tunnel my soul in the direction of supernatural realities? Okay. Um, point number what now? Nah, I think it's number four. Fasting clears your soul and removes the indrams to divine communication. Fasting purges your soul. It removes and it strips your soul of the clogs that hinder divine communication now for those of you who are really listening to me and who want to practice some of the things i'm teaching you try and give yourself an experiment let's say you are active on a particular media app fast from it for three days and check your dream life you will see a difference just three days check your dream life you see a difference of this, i will not be saying before now i'm seeing them you see that is because there's noise that is you see, everything you read is a voice. Amen? Amen. Everything you read, everything you hear is a voice, and it stays in your soul, your soul traps it. So a man listening to one thousand people, because he's following one thousand people on Instagram, listening to is listening to one thousand noises every day or one thousand voices that can become a very loud noise. By the time you are listening to 1,000 voices every day, it becomes a noise in your soul. Why prolonged fasting is advantageous is that some of these noises cannot be removed just by one day. Because if you are listening to 1,000 voices every day for one year and you say, I want to fast for three days, before that noise would subdue your soul, it would take a while. So, when you are fasting, try and fast prolonged. I'm on a forty days media fast. Forty days. Forty days is really the recycling season. It's it's like when we say forty days, it's like another life starts again. So in forty days, I hope to achieve a heart that is void of noise, and so I can hear God. But I still hear God. But I know that it will be sharper. When I abstain from the noise, you understand what I'm saying here? Simple Christian spiritual principle abstain. That means there are noise in your soul. The movie you watch is a noise in your soul with respect to making a marital decision. I think, is it Tunde or John? And then that movie, the name of that guy was Tunde in that film. You, you, you become confused some of you are confused because the voices that you listen to are too much They has not become a noise so you need to practice stillness quietness of soul so you can really hear God so in Acts chapter 13 it says that silent apostles and prophets now listen for people to be called apostles and prophets they heard God normally they were not some baby Christians apostles prof, so prophets and teachers I think that was the first used in, in um, Acts 13 one, prophets and teachers He's the custodians of scriptures. But they ministered to the Lord. They fasted and prayed. They fasted. They abstained from their normal schedule of life. And they began to fast and wait upon God. And then the Holy Ghost said. In other words, they were now able to tune into the frequency of the Spirit. By frequency, I'm talking about like a radio signal. Parrot FM Oguma show FM are always active on the air. If you are not tuned into the signal, you cannot hear. And if you are tuned and there is noise around you, you will still not hear. So shut down the noise. It's not like God has stopped speaking. It's that there is so much noise. Are you listening to me here? So much noise. Shut down the noise. How do you shut down the noise? You fast. You fast. You abstain. You abstain. Abstain from some news, some news feeds, from some entertainment. Your soul is taking pleasure in those things. I've discovered from parenting that if you're not emotionally invested in a child, you cannot understand his language. So parents can come to you if if the lights go out and the lights are restored. Has been taught to say, I am the light of the world. However, because his speech is not clear, you may hear him and it will sound like, I write on the wall. I it to sound like. But well, what he said is, I am the light of the world. It takes emotional investment in him to know and separate his words even when they sound alike. There's a level of emotional investment in God that you get to. That even if someone is trying to clone God's voice, you see no God's voice clearly. Are you listening to me? So when your emotions, your pleasure, and delight and thrills is only in unnatural things, there's a way it stops you from hearing God's voice clearly. Yeah. Glory to Jesus. So advantage of abstinence, it removes. The clogs in your soul, so that you can tune into the frequency of divine communication effectively. There are two more points here concerning the advantage of abstinence. The fifth point is that fasting is a statement of honor and value for God, it is a statement. Your fasting actually is a speech. What statement are you making when you are fasting? You are saying, I value God and esteem Him more than my appetites. God! I value and esteem you more than Shama, more than PS4, more than watching football. My value for you and esteem for you is more than that. So, I'm taking a break from this store. (laughs) Say it! Are you following me here? It's not only prayer that God hears. God hears fasting. And when you say or you refuse to fast from things that are hindrances to spiritual development, you're also making a statement. You're saying my value for this thing is more important than my value for God. That's what you're saying. You've got to show value in God. If I'm watching a football match and it's a very interesting match and my wife calls me because my principle of several things, including responsibility, my principle of responsibility, my wife should be more important to me than 22 men trying to score a goal. I will leave the football match because my wife says this I'm saying I value her more than nothing. Are you getting me now? Uh-huh. If I don't, I am also saying something that this football match is more important than whatever is worrying you. So your, your fasting is a statement, and God hears you loud and clear. Why you fast? God hears you. Why you don't fast? God hears you. Very clear. The things that give me pleasure, God, I can leave them because of you. In fact, I have left them because of you, because I want to find pleasure in you. God hears you. That's a statement. That's a loud statement in the spirit. God hears you. Satan hears you. It's an expression of honor. And value for God. And so when Jesus was tempted in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4, and he rejected the offer to turn stone to bread, and he said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, he was making a statement by abstaining from that miracle-working power that turns stone to bread. He could turn stone to bread, but he abstained from it. And the statement that he was making was that God's word, after 40 days of abstinence, is more important than breaking the fast. That's what it was saying. I will break the fast, but I must hear God's word first. God's word first before the food. Don't just fast to while away time. Fast is an expression of honor and value for God. God, I'm making a statement. My statement is simple. I value you. I'm abstaining from things that will give me pleasure naturally. Because I value you. I consider your pleasure the climax of all pleasures. I value you. I value you. You are my delight. There is nothing sweeter than you. And even though I have not tasted you yet, I am abstaining from other sweet things because I want to prove and show that you are the sweetest of them all. That's what you are saying when you are fasting. Hallelujah to Jesus. Alright, one last point here. Fasting gives farvency to prayer. Abstinence gives fathoms to prayers. Every Christian agrees that prayer is powerful. Many Christians don't agree that fasting is powerful. But actually, fasting is a good addition to prayer. And you see it combined in scriptures again and again and again. When people prayed and they wanted to make their prayers more fervent, they fasted alongside. In Acts 13, they fasted and prayed and ministered to the Lord. Why? Because fasting gives Fervancy. What is fervency? Heat. He gives heat. He gives fire to prayers. And that's because what, the, you see, the power of prayer can never be experienced until you pray fervently. According to James 5.16, He says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man produces tremendous power. You don't see tremendous power because you prayed you see tremendous power because you prayed fervently how do you pray fervently add abstinence to your prayer including food abstinence including pleasure abstinence including media natural information abstinence many of you have noticed when you are praying you are distracted by something you watched yesterday something you saw yesterday let us your prayer fervency abstain abstain take some days over sick Every time I pray, I'm always thinking about this thing I saw on the media. I'm off it, sorry. I want to focus on prayer. That's what it says in 1 Corinthians 7, 5. So that you can give yourself thoroughly to prayer. Because pleasure can be very distracting. Everything that your brain enjoys can be a source of distraction to your spirit. Are you listening to me here? Everything your brain enjoys can be a source of distraction to your spirit. So sometimes you systematically Abstain. Abstain. Abstain, abstain. So that your the the energy from your spirit can radiate over your soul. He says Elijah was a man of lack passions, like we are. Yet he prayed. James 5 and verse 17. Yet he prayed that the heavens give no rain. So this result was not just a prayer result. It was fervent prayer result. It meant he probably fasted alongside his prayer. Fast. Oh yes, Elijah fasted. Fasting man. To add fervency to prayer. How does that work? Well, it's a pressure principle. <laughs> I was watching a short documentary on how water is actually the most piercing force of nature. Water. Water. The water you drink can actually cut rocks to pieces. Water. How? Pressure. Once pressure is applied and then it is in a hose that is very narrow, a particular centimeter and you now put <laughs> pressure on it like shooting a water gun. That force can break diamonds. Like what? Water. please. <laughs> What? It's water. Now, your prayer is like that water. But when you add fasting to it, you put pressure. So the energy it dissipates. is not just ordinary energy. Are you getting it right now? That's what fasting does. How doesn't move God. Oh yes, we agree. But fasting puts fire to your prayer. Because every time you abstain from pleasure, your soul is pressured. Every time you abstain from pleasure, your soul is pressured. That's why you saw and you read that the fasting was often alongside weeping and mourning and wearing of sackcloth and ashes. So that expression of abstinence from pleasure, including the regular fashion dress code, puts pressure on their soul. Once it's on their soul, they can now begin to mourn because mourning is an emotional exercise, emotional activity. And like we said in the beginning, although God is not a sadist who delights to see us mourn, many times that is the only posture that can bring us back to focus of God. Yeah. Are you learning this morning? I'm not trying to bully you to fast. I'm trying to give you the advantage So that in the day you want to fast and you are lied to that, New ah, Testament, we don't fast that day. That's not am fasting. You know you have been properly taught from scripture. I showed you Old Testament scriptures, New Testament scriptures, words of Jesus, words of Paul. Food fast, sex fast, pleasure fast. All of that gives you a thorough, holistic perspective to the subject. The abstinence advantage. That's your fitness prayer for a few minutes here. Just turn your soul towards God. Turn your soul towards God. Even right now, there's a temptation to press phone to check your message. No, Just turn your soul towards to Say, God, you are my delight. You are my delight. You are my delight. In you I find pleasure. You are the climax of pleasure. You are the source of every good thing. My soul turns towards you. My soul turns towards you. My soul, I turn away from the distractions. My soul turns towards you. My soul turns towards you. My soul turns towards you. you And I don't see you yet. But my soul looks upon your face. I abstain from the sights of nature. I abstain from the sounds of nature. My soul turns towards you. Hear yeah, the inaudible, to see the invincible, to touch the intangible. My soul turns to you. I take delight in you, O God. I take delight in you, O God. I take delight in you, O God, for you are my satisfaction. Yes, you quench my thirst. Yes, you satisfy my hunger. Lekete katarabalabas. Mekete kenosto blandikete kadaya balabash. Lebran de kete kelebos takatakatakata yalabanaramash. In you my soul turns towards. And you see me right now. You see me right now. You see me right now. I may not see you, but you see me. You see me. Lekete kada. I honor you. I value you above all things. About things in heaven, about things on earth, I value you. I value you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Lord, we receive energies towards self-control. People weak in their bodies, suffering from digestive issues, stomach issues. I pronounce healing upon you right now. In the name of Jesus. And you stand as a master in control. In control. You are no longer subject to your flesh, but you stand as a master. You stand as a master. You are no longer a slave to your appetite. You stand as a master. And as you exercise yourself in righteousness, you experience the advantage of abstinence. In the name of Jesus. Pray a few more minutes. Pray a few more minutes. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Let's get some fervency in prayers. Let heat erupt from your soul. Nakete the Lembra Lembra katakata. Many of you are receiving power over addictions right now. Power over addictions. Power over addictions. Power over addictions. Right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. The next time you go back to that thing, it will irritate you. It will disgust you. Just follow over addiction right now. Right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. Lebebebebeleke kata That's
1: the power right now. That's the power right now. Lembran deke It's coming from within you. The energies of your spirit is a your soul and your body. lakata kata 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 bade
0: my daddy, my daddy Baby singing I will be singing and dancing and shouting For the rest of eternity my daddy, my daddy. Your baby is praying. I
1: will be singing and shouting and dancing. My daddy, my daddy, my daddy, my daddy. My daddy, my daddy. Your baby is singing. I always singing and shouting. I always singing and dancing and shouting. The rest of my family My daddy, my daddy. Your baby, you're I've
0: been thinking,
1: i be singing, and I'm in The rest of my life. My daddy, my daddy, my daddy, my daddy. You're you're I've been thinking, i thinking.
0: There's a comment of prayer in that you put right now There's a comment of prayer. There's a comment of prayer. As a comment of prayer. many of prayer. Are
1: you have been attacking prayers but not anymore. Not anymore. There's an energy of prayer. I said, into it. plug into it. Run into it. <speaking> <Spanish> Here, my dear, my daddy, your baby, you sing it. my dear, my daddy, my dear, my 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 dear, 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 my 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 only You Till <inaudible> Til the end, only you. <inaudible> only, you. <inaudible> only, you. <inaudible> only you. Only you. <inaudible> Till the end, only you. <inaudible> 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 <inaudible>
0: Somebody pray, pray with somebody, pray with somebody. Come. Let it spread, let it spread. Let like the flames of Babes is spread here. Rebecca, the I will pray, I will pray, I will
1: pray, I will pray this week, this month. I will pray, I will pray in the sight of God. Play power. Play power. Play I can't your power. Let's give energy of prayer. Let's pray, Let's that Let's pray, Let's pray, God, that Prayer. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. let la pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. La mamá, 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 mamá,
0: I receive the comment of prayer. I receive the comment of prayer. I receive the comment of prayer. Thank you, Holy Ghost. The Spirit of grace and supplication. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We will pray.
1: For the hand of the Lord is upon us to pray. And to produce
0: tremendous power in prayer. The weight upon our shoulders are broken off.
1: And we are fit to pray. We are fit to pray. We are fit to pray. pray. Who stand in our place and do business in prayers? Who will achieve much? Oh, yes,
0: Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh yes, Lord. No. Thank you, Jesus. There is great grace to pray. There is great grace to pray. There is great grace to pray. <laughs> hey! Elemano kubadike nena lost to pakata na kita padoko The excess weight is shed off. Emekete kada.
1: La brando kubadike dekedeze. There's now another time to pray. There's a hunger to pray. There's a hunger to pray.
0: There's a hunger to pray.
1: Glory to God. Glory to God. Drop your hands.
0: Drop your hands. Drop your hands. Thank you, Jesus. So stand alone. Just thank the Lord. Just thank the Lord. This is not just for this service. It's for throughout this month and every moment we need to pray. There's an installment that has happened already. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For a new life. For fresh life. For a new fuel in prayers. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. I will not be cold again. There's a heat generated to pray. Glory to Jesus. Lamba Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. My flames burn brighter and brighter, brighter and brighter, producing tremendous power. Glory to God. Although I'm a man of like passions, my prayer has tremendous impact by prayer I open the heavens by prayer I shut the heavens oh thank you God we trust that you've been blessed by this teaching we look forward to receiving your testimonies, prayer requests and feedback. you can send us a mail at judamae at yahoo.com that is J-U. D-A-H-M-A-Y-E At Yahudas come. Till next time, remain in the consciousness of God's word and power. Thank
1: you.